powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Weddings are a celebration of finding the perfect fit. And with Indochino, you can design a custom suit made to your measurements. Go to indochino.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off any order of $3.99 or more. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Prog Watch. Tonight, you join us in the far meadow where the atmosphere is very peaceful and tranquil. Various fish are swimming lazily. And in the distance, formal horses are quietly grazing. Suddenly, the peace is shattered by the arrival of a stampeding herd of Gabriels. And what seems to be a rather oversized tiger moth. Hello, you fellows! It's Pete Jones from Tiger Moth Tales here. You're listening to Prog Watch with Anthony Rosick. Chocks away! <laughs> How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Well, hello to all my friends out there in Prague land. This is Big Tony, your host for another exciting edition of Prague Watch. This week I'm finishing up my coverage of the great UK act Pendragon. Pendragon were founded by guitarist, vocalist, and main composer Nick Barrett about 40 years ago, and currently also includes the talents of keyboardist Clive Nolan, who was also a guest on this program recently, as well as the great Peter G. on bass and Jan Vincent Velasco on drums. I spoke to Nick Barrett earlier this year and did a part one program back in episode 511. You can find that at progwatch.com, season 5 you want a refresher. Anyway, since it is the 40th anniversary of the band, and they are planning some special gigs later this year in the UK, I figured I'd spread out my coverage and maybe get some of my UK listeners excited for those gigs. So here we have part two of my Pendragon coverage, and we'll be hearing more from my interview with Nick, as well as plenty of great Pendragon music. I've got 40 great years to draw from after all. Let's start off the proceedings with some music from the 1991 Pendragon album called The World. From it, I'll be playing part three of the Queen of Hearts suite, which is called The Last Waltz. I'll then roll immediately into Breaking the Spell from the 1993 album The Window of Life.
empty charm of empty time and space You're a tired ballerina in a musical box When the key unwinds you have to stop When the music stops So you can find your way Only the gaslight burning in the
Once again, that was the last waltz from Pendragon's 1991 album, The World, followed by Breaking the Spell from their 1993 offering, The Window of Life. Now let's listen in on some of my chat with Nick Barrett. You've, you've touched on why you think you've hung together, you know, as a unit for so many years now. What do you think it lies at the heart of your popularity with, with the audience? Well, we're not really all that popular. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not doing that either, you know. <laughs> 40, no, like, 40 years, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been... We, we, I think we've been very lucky that, um, I mean, obviously in the early days, you know, we went through quite a bit of experimentation trying to find who we were, you know, with the odd dodgy mask and hat and, uh, you know, because that was what people did. But, you know, it wasn't really something we were comfortable with. Um, I think the fact that Pendragon uh, are probably a little bit like Camel in that way. Uh, there's no sort of theatrical front man, uh, which, you know, dressing up, which means that I suppose, you know, we can sort of, uh, metamorphosize in some ways but it's always on a musical basis rather than a visual basis um i think people can get quite possessive about bands that are uh you know very visual i mean if you look at so, sort of fish or uh you know david bowie or um you know freddie mercury you know peter a, gabriel a great, yeah. peter gabriel i mean a great deal of the personality of the band is within those characters and um and we ain't got no personality <laughs> <laughs> i think just no, by that statement yeah. you're proving that you do <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um <laughs> no i mean it, i think it's probably i i i don't know like you know because we've always sort of just picked up the instruments and played and got out there and uh, Live-wise, there's a, a lot of energy in the band. Uh, we've never been sort of like shoegazers on stage. <laughs> um, I mean, more and more so, I like to talk to the audience, and I think we've cre created quite a bond with our crowd now. You know, um, and one of our gigs is, you know, it's it's real. I mean, every single gig we play, there is never one gig where we don't put in 100%. It's always like this is the last show, so it's got to have everything, and I think that does translate to an audience. It, you know, it spreads as well because when we played um, at Sweden Rock, we were sort of sandwiched between a couple of death metal bands, and <laughs> uh, quite a lot of people. When we went on, as they were walking, because there was three stages going on at once, they, you know. By about halfway, three quarters of the way through the set, our audience in front of us just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And a lot of people who didn't have a clue who we were, but they were sort of interested in the sound and the just sort of the general vibe that the band puts out because it, it does have a kind of a, uh, a something. It has a sort of some way of, um, you know, people seem to get involved in it you know, when we play live and they sort of seem to enjoy it. We had the same thing at Rambling Man as well, that festival in the UK. You know, it's very good. about Poland? It seems like uh, you're pretty big in Poland, right? Yeah, we, we do well in Poland. I mean, you know, like we're not massive 
anywhere. It's not like we play 5,000-seater stadiums. But, you know, we do play um, 500-seater theatres and sell them out, you know, or sometimes bigger than that, you know, maybe 750 uh, in some places. We do quite well. But Poland, uh, we went to, you know, a few years after the wall came down. And uh, it took us quite a, 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 a... We were told that we had a following over there. We never really knew why. Um, you know, the promoter just contacted us in 1994 and said, look, we want to do some shows. Uh, you got an audience over here. And we were thinking, well, have we? You know, because obviously when it was communist, you know, nobody... Right. Um, allowed to have any Western culture there whatsoever. Right. And, uh, you know, and nothing came back to us that we had any fans there because I think if anybody had written to us, their letters would have been interceded by the, um, you know, the state police there. So they, they didn't really have a great deal of freedom. So, um, yeah, uh, we we were asked to do these concerts, and while we were over there, we did an interview with uh, it's like the biggest radio station in Poland called Warsaw Three, uh, with a guy called Piotr Kaczlowski, and we were talking to him about how we had managed to build up a following in Poland without even knowing it, and he said it was me. I used to get your records smuggled in underneath lorries. <laughs> and I play um, your very early albums on Warsaw 3. And that's how we got known in Poland. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. Because when, when we first went there, um, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. You know, in 1994, the wall had not been long down and the place was grey. And everybody looked really just just worn out. People look really downtrodden and, uh, you know, they had a hard life. Um, you know, it was it was quite incredible. I mean, it's quite imprinted on my mind. I've, I've never seen such, a, you know, a bleak place. Yeah, I have uh, I have kin in Lithuania, you know, so it's the same deal, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it is. Vilnius. Yeah, I think... Uh, think of how many lives were wasted under that repressive you know yoke <laughs> well you know a lot of people don't realize that you know nearly 40 million people died under stalin yeah and um you know they 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 should really go and read some um soviet union history um you know which obviously then went on to uh create the political climate in uh well influence it at least for the uh cultural revolution in china and uh, well they believe between 45 and 60 million people died under uh, mao zedong so yeah i think sort of when you go and visit a country like that and you then you know you see um how it is even three years you know after it's kind of lost its uh you know um iron curtain shackles uh it it's just mind-boggling i mean mind-boggling these kids who turned up at the show the first show we did because uh, they they got no money i mean they all had made their own t-shirts they managed to blag i guess a white t-shirt and they'd written and painted them with pendragon logos and pendragon artwork cool um, <laughs> every, 
every t-shirt completely unique you know i mean i wish i had a photo of those t-shirts because i've never seen anything like it yeah and when we played the show um it was like a religious experience i mean we we played three quarters of the show and the audience was sat down and we thought that kind of is a little bit polite and a little bit pedestrian so we invited the audience down the front of the stage we tried to kind of encourage them to come and stand at the front and with a language barrier and the kind of cultural differences we don't think they quite got the message they actually all climbed up onto the stage <laughs> and the security could not stop them and we just looked at each other and just said well let's just play the whole gig all over again and we just started the whole gig from the beginning played the whole thing again and these people i mean i i, I you know i've never seen such joy on people's faces you know, it felt like we were the Beatles or something. It was incredible. It's got to be a special feeling. Can I get a whoop whoop? I'm Lacey Green, and I'm a super trainer at Body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And you know what's missing from the entire fitness industry? A program for beginners only. Not anymore. I've created a program called For Beginners Only, and it is for everybody and everybody. It's a three-week program only on Body, the world's first health esteem platform. That means it's a place for you to work on loving who you are right now as you work on who you are becoming. I'll ease you into exercise with low-impact cardio, strength, core, and mobility workouts that will help you feel great as soon as you get started. I'll help you build your foundation and show you how simple it can be to make a change just by showing up. It's for beginners only because I want you to know you can do it, and I want you to get results. Let's find the joy and drop the judgment. And whoop! Now get $89 in free bonus gifts when you sign up at body.com. Just what you need to start your fitness journey. For details, go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Nick Barrett from Pendragon, and you're listening to Prog Watch. Let's listen to a few more great Pendragon tracks right now. Here's a perennial favorite, Paintbox, from the 1996 classic, The Masquerade Overture. I'll follow that immediately with Midnight Running from the same album. Inspire. I paint the birth of 
Again, that was Paintbox and then Midnight Running, both from the 1996 Pendragon album, The Masquerade Overture. Let's hear one more before we get into some more of the interview. This one is If I Were the Wind and You Were the Rain, from the 2001 album Not of This World.
If I Were the Wind and You Were the Rain, from the first Pendragon album of this present century, called Not of This World. Now let's hear some more of my interview with Mr. Nick Barrett. I, I've often wondered, you know, what, do, do you ever get sick of playing, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a certain performer who, who, you know, you have to play the hit every time, or they're like, yes, they have to play Owner of a Lonely Heart. You know, do they get sick of it? Well, you know? Well. You know, we're we're we we're, we're kind of lucky that we never had any hits. <laughs> <laughs> but but is there anything in your repertoire that like people have come to expect, and where it's like, oh, do we really have to play this again, or or have you never ever had that feeling? No, we had it a little bit in the eighties. Um, I mean, we gigged an awful lot in those days. You know, I mean, we we gig now. We sort of tend to do tours. Or slightly bigger one-offs so you know we don't really have a chance to become bored of it but you know in the early days we were just playing as many shows as we could i mean hundreds and hundreds of shows and um you know some of the material from the jewel album i mean me and clive got cheesed off with playing the black knight and peter nearly threatened to leave if we played leviathan one more time <laughs> so you know kind of it does get it does it does get wearing but weirdly enough some of the stuff that is you know 20 years old now is just still loads of fun to play i mean i still love playing paintbox i still love playing masters of you know i got absolutely and stuff earlier than that from the world album you know got absolutely no problems to play it kind of adopts a new energy um, I, I think some of the really older stuff we, we got tired of because we played it a lot. But, uh, you know, once we'd started to do more tours and less just gigging all the time, um, you know, it made it a little bit more special. Mm -hmm. So uh, what what do you think is next for Pendragon? Well, Aside I from, mean, yeah, you've got the 40-year thing coming up, uh, you know, a new album. You were talking a bit about that, right? Yeah. Um, 
in in terms of the future, really, I mean, the the best thing that you can ever really hope for is, uh, you know, people say, oh, you know, we got a DVD coming out, we got a tour, and we got a gig, and we got a new album, and then we, you got a book, and you know, it's not really about that sort of um, linear way of thinking. I think you know when you're, and I've realised this now, is the joy is in. There's two things. One of them is making records and the other one is playing live. I mean, everything else is pretty well, you know, just sort of an add on. And you can lose yourself in both those things. And I I would be perfectly happy. Just I'd be really happy if we could carry on making new music, um, you know, regularly. And I'd be happy if we could carry on playing live concerts uh, you know, regularly as well, because, you know, I think uh, the live gigs have got a lot better. Um, you know, we've learned our craft very much. We've improved a lot of things, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, it's sort of sometimes it's varied where, you know, you think uh, you've got a sound engineer, but he's not really that into what you're doing so you know maybe lasts a year or something and then he's gone but we now have a sound engineer who's absolutely incredible we've got a lighting engineer who's absolutely incredible we've got a drummer who is absolutely incredible and um me peter and clive are also incredible yes no. we've got a, situation, a very happy situation now and you know we got a couple of girl backing vocalists and it just makes it feel very complete. Everybody gets on very well. You know, it, it, it's a happy place to be now. And it would be really great if we can carry on with that sort of scenario. And in terms of making music, you know, uh, for the next album, I feel in a way I'm kind of going backwards. Um, have I sort of done the metal thing? Maybe. Um, I, I've sort of got that out of my system, I think. That's not to say, you know, it's a tool in the toolbox now. It may be something that kind of rears its head. I've got a couple of riffs on the next album which might be incorporated for, you know, incorporated into some songs. I, I don't know. It depends how it affects the flow of the album. But, you know, I really want to try something um, atmospheric, something a little bit more insular, a little bit more melodic, um, and, um, you know, maybe a little bit more retro, uh, some acoustic guitar, some old keyboard sounds. I'm approaching the whole album with very much an analog approach in mind. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, all this was kicked off uh, a new way of looking at things by I was listening to um, a Deep Purple album and I thought it's incredible how much Ian Gillen sounds like Ian Gillen <laughs> and Richie Blackmore sounds very much like Richie Blackmore. The personality just really came out of those records and I thought, you know, a lot of music's lost that. I mean, you can have a great sounding band rock band now but you haven't got a clue who they are you know they sound like all the other vocalists sound like that the guitarists sound fantastic the production sounds fantastic and it's really clean and i'm thinking 
what happened to that old personality? I mean, you know, some people will say, um, you know, uh, it's, it's got to be pristine and it's got to be fantastic and you've got to have a great sounding vocal. And I think, well, hang on a minute. You know, like Bob Dylan was extremely popular, you know, because he had a message and a way of making albums and he had a certain kind of voice and it was real and it just had a lot of personality and i find that about a lot of albums of the 70s you know they've got that and i don't hear it so much nowadays everything seems a uh, cookie cutter today to me it just there's trends go through and it's like oh well my wife will listen to pop radio you know i i suffer through it when you know, on on a few occasions when she's listening, I, I really can't take it because it just all sounds the same. All the female singers sound the same. The trend is over here. Uh, I guess artists aren't big enough to sell a song on their own, so they're always pairing up some singer with some rapper. You know, every, that's a formula. Um, there was a little thing that went through. Uh, some hit had a trumpet on it, so now you hear a bunch of songs that have trumpets on them, you know, and it's... I, I can't stand it, really. <laughs> it's it's well, so safe and so cookie-cutter. Don't go anywhere. Prague Watch will be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do a few more Pendragon tunes before finishing up the interview with Nick Barrett. First up, I'm going to play a song called The Freak Show from the 2008 album Pure. I'll follow that immediately with Faces of Light from their 2014 album Men Who Climb Mountains.
Again, that was The Freak Show from the Pendragon album Pure and Faces of Light from Men Who Climb Mountains. Now let's hear Nick's perception of the current state of progressive rock. And we'll roll on from that into drummers and the genius of Phil Collins. 
the same thing has sort of happened in prog rock a little bit as well. Um, you know, where the sound has become too overproduced in a way. It's just not cranky enough in some ways. It's kind of hard to describe it without it sounding, you know, I, I don't mean I, I want it to sound really rough, but I, I, I want, you know, everything gets put through auto-tune, everything gets put through Beat Detective or something similar to that now, you know. The emphasis is on the accuracy, the science, rather than the, um, the the emotion and the intuition of it. You know, it just seems like it needs a little bit of. I mean, I think some of the uh, you know music of bands like Nirvana or um, you know that that sort of thing, or some of the stuff David Grohl's doing, you know, does have that. You know, he's managed to keep that sort of live personality in the whole thing and um you know i i can kind of take a nod towards that kind of approach i, I think it's great yeah uh when it comes to like drumming yeah i mean there's especially drumming there's there's drummers that made you know i mean there's there's a feel when when a drummer's behind the beat you know it makes it feel heavy you know it, it can anyway I, I think john bonham was behind the beat most of the time you know um yeah, if you start putting it on the metronome and everything's right on the beat, ZZ Top was another band. I think you know they had there was a sloppy, loose kind of thing to the rhythm section until they got to that eliminator when they started using the drum machine. Then everything ta doom ta doom ta doom, you know, and uh, it, it kind of lost something there. You know, the 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 personality that there was like that sloppy looseness was kind of cool. You know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, in the sound in John Bonham as well, you know, because of that sort of ambient, uh, you know, bass drum and tom, or ambient whole kit type of approach. Yeah, putting them yeah. in the stone stairwell or whatever they did, you know, that Page did it, the recording. It always it's kind of lagging a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, he's, he, he's uh, they, they don't have a lot of musicians. You know, John Bonham can afford to fill up the sound, you know, so it, it, it takes up uh, a lot of, um, you know, frequencies, a big wall of sound, and, you know, what a sound it was. Yeah, it was. Never be another. But I, I find the same thing with Phil Collins as well, you know, uh, on stuff like Trick of the Tail when he used concert toms instead of... Um, double-headed toms you know you got that very kind of open crazy sound uh you know which he kept going for a long long time and um you know i, I felt that gave his drums an awful lot of personality whereas you know if you heard it heard phil collins drumming you know it was phil collins you sure did and for a while there he was on everything <laughs> in the in the mid 80s yeah, he, he was like a yeah. workaholic <laughs> yeah but i love his drumming oh know? i do like, too yeah. he had a great feel um, I mean, even on the late stuff, like, I mean, some of that, some of that stuff on No Son of Mine is just fantastic. It's just got such a good feel to it, you know. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll always really like his drumming. Yeah, I, I put him up in my top five for sure. You know, Phil Collins. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets enough praise as a drummer. You know. No, I, I don't think he does. I think probably because, and this is a good thing in a way, is that he used to approach the songs from a song point of view rather than uh you know which is great because it means he's really involved in you know what the whole band are doing i mean i found quite a lot of times with drummers you know if they don't like um if they feel that their drum pattern that you're 
asking them to do to go with the song is too simple. They just don't like it. And we always used to have this joke that, you know, maybe we'll just do one mix of the album for the drummer, which has just got the drums because they don't want to hear all that other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to be bothered with keyboards, keyboards and guitars. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so I think, you know, with Phil Collins, he latched very much to what the song needed, um, you know, and uh, that was kind of rare. Well, he was super inventive, though, even in that context. You know, he, he did, like you say, he's, he delivered what was needed, but he, he was very inventive. You know, I, yeah. I played drums myself, you know. I, I mean, I definitely admire him a lot just for what he did. And it, it took me forever to even try to figure out what he was doing in Apocalypse in 9-8. I, I, I start to lose it, you know, when you start doing 9-8, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Definitely under underappreciated. Well, yeah, his his praises aren't sung as loudly as they should be, as a drummer, in my opinion. Well, I, I think as an all-round, I mean, uh, you know, you, you get this sort of thing. You know, it's really weird. You get this um, thing from people who say that, you know, this person or that person, you know, it, oh, yeah, they're an absolute genius. And yet Phil Collins, you know, was a, a great producer he was a great drummer he was a great singer he was a great songwriter mm-hmm. he was a great aura and he really you know stayed a long course within music um, and created a lot of different styles of and wrote a lot of different styles of music and you know you never hear anybody say he's a genius i i think there's a reason for that. And I've started to think this more and more. This is more of like one of my political social things that I've got is that I think the more miserable and grumpy the person is, the more likely they get called genius. <laughs> Bill was just too <laughs> likable and off-putting by his nice personality, huh? Yeah. He's just too much of a fun guy. Yeah. He's just shot himself in the foot. <laughs> At least you know, and yet people, people who are kind of like very aloof and very serious, you know, if they had done the same things as Phil Collins, the same had the same abilities. Oh man, he's a genius. I think you might be onto something there. Or... Yeah, it's weird. You you look at you you look at um, and, and next time someone says, "Oh yeah, they're a genius," you think, "Yeah, they're a pretty serious guy." Yeah, yeah. But who had more fun? Probably Phil Collins. Yeah, I think, yeah. Let's finish the musical portion of the program with another song from the most recent Pendragon Studio album, Men Who Climb Mountains. This is Faces of Darkness.
Once again, that was Faces of Darkness from the 2014 Pendragon album, Men Who Climb Mountains. So I hope you enjoyed this program centered on Nick Barrett and Pendragon. Nick was a great interview, and I'd like to thank him once again for appearing on the program. Also, thanks again to Rob Fisher for getting us together and suggesting a few of the questions. If you are in the UK, don't forget to look for those special Pendragon 40th anniversary gigs coming up soon. If you liked this program and missed part one, and want to hear most of what Nick and I talked about, and we did talk about many different subjects, make sure to check out ProgWatch 511. You can find it at progwatch.com, that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. You'll find it in Season 5. If you do visit progwatch.com, why not drive around a little while you're there? I've had a lot of great guests and played a lot of great music over the five years I've been doing this, and you can peruse the individual seasons or search for a particular artist at the top of the home page using the search function. It's a little magnifying glass. You can also listen to any episode, subscribe to the podcast, find me on social media, email me, or maybe even support the show if you listen regularly and feel the program has some value to you. So until next time, please be good to each other. And prog on, my brothers and sisters. ask me, they say, Arnold, how did you get to be the ultimate alpha male? And I tell them there are four things you must remember. Four things. Number one, you need to pump plenty of iron in the gym. Number two, you need to have plenty of protein and amino acids in your diet. Number three, you need to stay properly hydrated. And number four, you need a steady diet of progressive rock and roll, which you can hear on Prague Watch, hosted by my friend, Big Tony. Progressive rock and roll. I think you will like it. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.